Hey everyone, welcome to the Restoring Rapport podcast. My name is Seth Hensley and this is a podcast about reclaiming the place of priority relationship is providentially intended to hold in your life. You know, we live in a world where community is far too often pushed to the back burner in favor of less important things, but the good news is that it doesn't have to stay this way. As believers, we have the choice to prioritize connection in our life every day and to live face-to-face with God and people. In this show, I'll be number one, sharing research which supports the importance of relationship, number two, giving you tools to help you improve your interpersonal connections, and number three, sharing writings that I have done in the past on the importance of community. It is my sincere hope that the content presented in this podcast equips you to better serve and love others. To access my past and future articles, subscribe to my YouTube channel, or purchase a copy of my books, visit homeschoolerponderings.blogspot.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Restoring Rapport podcast. I'm super excited for the content we've got planned out for you guys today, as always. Um, I've got a really special episode for you today. It's a um, a lot of times throughout the history of the show, we found some really good quotes that we uh, we tend to post on our social media, but I don't ever give those quotes to you in an audio format. And so today I'm going to kind of go go through some of the best quotes that I've ever found um, that relate to marriage, family, relationship, Um in, in all my life, I'm going to give you the best ones that I've ever found. I'm going to read them to you, give you the um, the writer's name or the, the speaker's name or whoever said them, and we're just going to go, kind of go through, as always, reach out to me, let me let me know which ones are your favorites, which which quotes um, helped you the most. Hopefully, this will be a really fun episode where you can get kind of a, a perspective from, you know, a hundred different people in brief, brief little clips. So I'm going to go ahead and get started, but before I do, I just wanted to make a quick announcement Um as in news, an update is we, the Restoring Report podcast is now available on uh, Amazon Music. So if you use Amazon Music, um, go ahead and subscribe to us there. It's also on Audible. I listen to audio, uh, audiobooks a lot through Audible. It's one of my favorite uh, ways to read now because college has kind of ruined my um, desire to read <laughs> because I've been reading a lot of material that I don't necessarily want to read. So whenever I actually, there's a book out that I do want to read, it's hard for me to actually sit down and look at text and read it. So audible audiobooks are a great way for me to get in the, get in the reading that I want to do, but simply can't because I'm so burned out with reading text. So uh, if you haven't tried audible, we're not sponsored by them, but it's a great way to, um, just uh, enjoy content without reading. Uh, it, you can know one of the bit great benefits of a- audiobooks and podcasts is that you can listen to them while you do other things, like while you're driving, while you're cleaning, while you're cooking, that that kind of thing. Whereas when you're reading a book, um, it kind of demands the whole of your attention. Um, you can't really do it while you're doing other things. So um, we would highly advise you to um, check out Audible if you haven't already. It's a great program. It's I think it's through Amazon. Um, but anyway, the show is now available on Audible and Amazon. So I'm going to go ahead and get started today. Our first quote is going to be by Walt Disney, actually. So some of you might um, know who he is. <laughs> Most of you probably do. A man should never neglect his family for business. Walt Disney. As the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the whole world in which we live. Pope John Paul II. No other success can compensate for failure in the home. David McKay. Ultra independence is a trauma response. Tara Gibson. A man travels the world over in search of what he needs and returns home to find it. 
George Moore. Products of broken romance will grow up to think that romance is broken. Seth Hensley. Without a family, man alone in the world trembles with the cold. Andre Maroy. And I'm doing my best to pronounce these names, guys. Some of them I don't even know how to pronounce, so bear with me there. If you know how to pronounce it, reach out and let me know. <laughs> trying to live without community is like trying to live without oxygen. Jefferson Bethke. If you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Mother Teresa. That's a very well-known quote. Um, one of the most powerful ones I've ever heard. A lot of people think that they they have these grandiose visions of changing the world for the better, and they think that that's only done through you know mass you know influence of like cross-continental influence and international um, you know renown. But sometimes, the, oftentimes, really where the the real lasting change takes place is um, in the home. A man who has forgotten the hearth has forgotten his heart. Trevin Wax. The quote that that comes from is actually from a, a blog post entitled um, the, A Man's Places in the Home, one of the best articles I've ever read. Um, I would highly recommend the work of Trevin Wax there. Extended families provided men with the fortifying influences of male bonding and female companionship. David Brooks. Um, that came from an article called um, The Nuclear Family Was a Mistake. It's a really, really long article. I haven't even read the whole thing, um, but it had, it's got some really good uh, points in it. I listened to a podcast that broke it down kind of bit by bit, and it was a really well-done podcast, one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to. I still, you know, sometimes I have, when, whenever you're a podcast, an avid podcast consumer, you'll listen to one every once in a while that you'll save, and that'll basically stay saved on your phone forever because it's just such a good episode. You'll go back and listen to it over and over and over. Um, and I haven't found very many of those. I've listened to a lot of podcasts and have not found very many, but that is one of them. It's, um, the dad's building teams podcast. It was one of their episodes called the nuclear family was a mistake where they broke down his, um, his work. Such a good podcast. One of the best episodes I've ever heard. Anyway, on with the quotes, a man working from home is a man with an undivided heart. Trevin Wax. The mass movement of men from the household, often under coercive external pressure, drove in the first wedge. Trevor Wax. Children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. Dr. John Trainer. However, I heard that, I have heard that that quote is also uh, C.S. Lewis. I think there's some dispute about who actually said it. Um, I found Dr. John Trainer and C.S. Lewis as possible authors of it. <clears throat> Unmarried men are less healthy, alcohol and drug abuse are common, earn less and die sooner than married men. David Brooks I believe that the community, and in the fullest sense, a place and all its creatures, is the smallest unit of health, and that to speak of the health of an isolated individual is a contradiction in terms. Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry is actually a, a professor at UK, I believe. I, I think he still teaches anyway. He's a kind of a environmentalist activi act, um, activist and a renowned poet. He's actually you know, a national, he's recognized nationally, um, probably internationally. I know he's done a lot of really amazing work. He has a, 
article called uh, Feminism, the Body and the Machine. Um, highly recommend that read. Super good. Uh, it's not too long either. It's probably the length of, you know, a small book chapter, but he's just an amazing, an amazing author, speaker, uh, knows how to, knows how words work and, uh, he knows how to use them too. Very good. A community is the mental and spiritual condition of knowing that the place is shared and that the people who share the place define and limit the possibilities of each other's lives. Wendell Berry. There's another Wendell Berry quote for you. <clears throat> um, you know, a lot of times define and limit the possibilities, define and limit the possibilities of each other's lives. You know, on, on the show, we talk a lot about people who do not want to be limited by anything and throw off anything, including relationships, if those relationships uh, limit them in any way. And I would say that this quote really kind of sums up uh, my belief of what what it's like to have a healthy community because if the community is a place that you know limits the possibility of the, its members lives um there is kind of a constraint there and that's not a bad thing that's not something to be overcome that's something to be actually embraced you know i think of that as if you have a strong community and you know a specific geographical location like southern ohio where i live you can't just move to texas and expect that community to maintain health you know you are limited to the area of southern ohio if you move you are disrupting and breaking that community okay communities do entail limitation but the benefits that they bring uh are so worth that limitation that the only good option is to embrace those limitations that's how i like to think of it um it's totally worth communities entail limitation, but it, the limitation that, you know, they bring and they, they enforce upon you are, you know, necessary for all the amazing benefits that come with community. Hi, guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about an opportunity that you guys have as listeners to become subscribers of this podcast. Now, in order to become a sub, all you have to do is follow the subscribe link in the show notes found in the description of each episode. And when you subscribe, you'll get access to exclusive material, including additional interviews, all of my spoken word poetry pieces, all of my dramatized allegorical short stories, and even more of my article readings, okay? So lots of content will be available to you that won't be available to anyone else. Subscribing to the show only costs $5 a month, which is less than most people spend on their lunch at work every day, okay? So you won't even notice it disappearing from your bank account. If you enjoy listening to the show and you're looking for an opportunity to financially support the content you care about, this is your chance, okay? Follow the link in the show notes to become a sub. Thank you so much for choosing this show to listen listen to and now without further ado let's get back to the episode a man who finds his community only to leave it does not understand the value of what he found to begin with seth hensley as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man so are children of the youth psalm 127 The most extraordinary thing in the world is an ordinary man and an ordinary woman and their ordinary children. G.K. Chesterton Faithless is he that says farewell when the road darkens. J.R.R. Tolkien Marriage is a duel to the death which no man of honor should decline. G.K. Chesterton To love another person is to see the face of God. Victor Hugo. Um, That's from a book called Les Miserables. Um, It's it's an epic story. I think the audiobook took me about uh, good heavens, 
I think like 69 hours to get through, but just an absolutely wonderful story. If you don't know the story of Jean Valjean, um, you haven't seen any of the film adaptations, uh, highly would highly recommend that. Um, the 2012 version obviously has a lot of singing because it's, I think it's a musical phenomenon. That's how it's marketed, but, uh, it's a wonderful film. Hugh Jackman plays Jean Valjean. And I, I've often said before that, you know, in the world of fiction and even the world of reality, I've never seen a, cl- a, a person who is more admirable than Jean Valjean other than Jesus Christ, obviously. Uh, after Jesus Christ, Jean Valjean is who I would like to become. <laughs> um, he's that much of a, 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 a inspirational figure, but just the way he chooses to live his life is unbelievably selfless and just everything he does just so good. So good. Would highly recommend that story if you've never heard it. Les Miserables. It's spelled like Les Miserables, but it's French. It's a French. The uh, Victor Hugo was a French historian and poet. There are no words to express the abyss between isolation and having one ally. It may be conceded to the mathematicians that four is twice two, but two is not twice one. Two is two thousand times one. That is why, in spite of a hundred disadvantages, the world will always return to monogamy. G.K. Chesterton. That's a great quote, man. All of these are so good. Um, Some of them I wrote, um, so obviously I think they're good. I'm totally biased, but others of these are just, I mean, they just hit me between the eyes as just some of the most amazing uh, quotes I've ever heard. Have you ever read something? I mean, I this happens to me all the time. I read things and I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that. You know, <laughs> man, I wish I was the author of that. I mean, it's just so, so powerful. Family is the theater of the spiritual drama, the place where things happen, especially the things that matter. G.K. Chesterton. And once again, that's just kind of going along with the idea that home is a happening place. Home is where the, the next generation is formed. Home is where um, the minds of the future are, are reared. It's a place where everybody has. Everybody has a home, um, whether it be a poor one or a healthy one. And that's kind of the, the foundation, the infrastructure of the rest of your life, of the rest of every single boy and girl's life for the rest of time will um, be the home. So it's a really important place that... Um, it, it quite literally shapes the future. It's it's a lot more. People tend to say, ten, people tend to think that the amazing things happen elsewhere, but really in the home is where where it happens. <clears throat> Connection matters more than convenience. The Teclas Manifesto. Um, we had an interview with Teclas back in January of twenty twenty, I believe twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Um, they are a digital minimalism company who sells wise phones as an alternative to smartphones. They've developed a technology that has, um, quote unquote, no addictions, no distractions, no something else. I, I can't, forget, I can't remember the last one. Um, but they basically, um, are trying to, um, get people back to using technology as a relational tool instead of, you know, a, a coping mechanism or something, which it's often used for in, in a huge number of ways. And it, technology is dangerous and it is powerful. So they're kind of trying to restore the, the beneficial vision for technology. Personal gain and benefit shouldn't be the prime driver of connection, just as personal accomplishment shouldn't be the prime definition of success. Seth Hensley, that's one of mine. 
For as long as the present generations can recall, it has been the norm that a man should leave not only mother and father, but also wife and children and cleave to his desk. Trevin Wax. That is one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard. I'm going to read that one twice. For as long as the present generations can recall, it has been the norm that a man should leave not only father and mother, but also wife and children and cleave to his desk. I mean, my goodness, that quote just says it all. So good. Um, on to the next one. In this way of thinking, children are seen as a nuisance and family as a hindrance to freedom. This is so very far from God's heart. John Mark Comer. He's a pastor in Portland, Oregon, I believe. He has a lot of good stuff. He wrote a book called um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I, I would highly recommend that book. Um, he talks a lot about, you know, maintaining rhythms and keeping Sabbath um, as a time of rest and, you know, particularly for, you know, keeping your relationships healthy is how I look at a lot of his work, but, um, he does a lot of other stuff as well. <clears throat> I'm part of a package and in every way that makes me a better person. And it makes what I bring to the table in a relationship, whether in business ministry or my personal life, far more extensive than if you only got detached little me, <laughs> Jeremy Pryor. Um, we had an interview with Jeremy Pryor. We were fortunate enough to have him on the show last year. Wonderful, wonderful author and speaker, um, visionary for the future family, for the future family of this country, and um, the the Western family. He's he's uh, doing so much work to redefine what that uh, what what is a good version of that, and um, just just wonderful author and speaker. Totally recommend anything he says. And endorse everything he says is, you know, super helpful. It's helped me tremendously. Everything he says helped me tremendously. <clears throat> As a man aches for his evening meal when all day long his brace of wine-dark oxen have dragged the bolted plowshare down a fallow field, how welcome the setting sun to him, the going home to supper, yes, though his knees buckle, struggling home at last. The Odyssey. <clears throat> A man's place is in the home. Trevin Wax. Regarding the decline of marriage, the women's rights movement was to woman what the Industrial Revolution was to man. Seth Hensley. The problem with porn is not that it shows too little, but that it shows too... I'm sorry, I'm going to reread re that. I messed up. The problem with porn is not that it shows too much, but that it shows too little. Matt Frad. That's an awesome quote. The failure of the modern Western family can be largely encapsulated in two words, misplaced priorities. Seth Hensley. Innovation is saying no to 1,000 things. Steve Jobs. Saying that you love everyone equally is just a nice way of saying there is nobody special to you in the whole world. Seth Hensley. G.K. Chesterton's famous quip, 10,000 women marched through the streets shouting, we will not be dictated to, and went off to become stenographers. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start over. G.K. Chesterton's famous quip, 10,000 women marched through the streets shouting, we will not be dictated to, and went off and became stenographers, has not endeared him to feminists, for whom it smacks of radical sexist reactionaryism. But while I do not question the quip, I do question if it was sufficiently radical. For what I ask were those 10,000 men doing, such that they needed those 10,000 stenographers. Trevin Wax. And there again, man, that's from his article, A Man's Place in the Home. It's very wordy, 
and but I think it's beautifully worded. Um, he's drawing the attention to the fact that you know the men were the first ones to actually after the industrial revolution they it became normal for them to leave the home for eight hours a day and be basically a, a pawn of a of, an, of a business and required to do that to put bread on the table and that um you know the exodus of women from the home um came you know with the um the women's rights movement but he's just basically pointing out through that article that the at the focal point of the western world shifted from the home to the workplace um and that there are problems with that and um, that we need to deal with and at least mourn the loss of our, our shifting vision. If we are made in God's image and God is a community, then that means we are rejecting our humanness when we live isolated and alone. Jefferson Bethke. Um, Jefferson Bethke talks a lot about how God uh, is, a, is a trinity, Father, Son, Spirit, a community, um, acting with one another, serving one another, completely dependent on one another um in, in a kind of a circle of relational exchange and how as humans we're created in his image so we are kind of to do the same we are to model that the trinity in our lives um relying on other people and serving them every day <clears throat> to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial to be known and lo not loved is our greatest fear but to be fully known and truly loved is well a lot like being loved by god timothy keller in being vulnerable, we reach for our greatest need while risking our greatest pain. Danny Silk. Man, that is such a great quote. I'm reading that again. In being vulnerable, we reach for our greatest need while risking our greatest pain. One more time. In being vulnerable, we reach for our greatest need while risking our greatest pain. That's an awesome quote. Blessings on the hand of women. Angels guard its strength and grace. In the palace, cottage, hovel, oh, no matter where the place. Would that never storms assailed it, rainbows ever gently curled. For the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. William Ross Wallace. <clears throat> we are born so dependent on relationships that even our heartbeats and body temperatures are regulated in reference to our caregivers. Jay Stringer. Um, Jay Stringer wrote a book entitled Unwanted, um, and it's, a, it's an amazing book, uh, kind of, kind of <clears throat> investigating how your how any sexual dysfunction in your life points back to a, a, a place of brokenness in your past and how it, um, your struggle is actually a roadmap to your victory um, by figuring out, you know, what you're actually crying out for in the, that dysfunctional action. Um, it's just a really good book. I would highly recommend it, especially for people who, um, you know, are feeling tired of their own struggle or feeling like they're less than because they're having these reoccurring sexual problems over and over and over. Um, it's a wonderful book. Um, to get rid of what, you know, if you have behavior in your life that's unwanted, sexual behavior that you don't want to continue doing, and it's it's become an addiction in your life, um, figuring out a map of how to beat that is, you know, paramount. And he just does a great job of uh, guiding people through that in that book. Wonderful, wonderful book. <clears throat> there is no more lovely, friendly, and charming relationship, communion, or company than a good marriage. Martin Luther. In 1960, 72% of all adults ages 18 and older were married. Today, it's 49%. Brad Wilcox.
The presence of a sex drive within humans indicates both the intention of heaven for them to marry and the moral necessity for them to do so. Seth Hensley. That's kind of a controversial quote that I've said, but really what I mean by that is that I'm kind of restating Paul's um, uh, invocation to uh, the believers through his letters that um, I believe it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Um, He's talking about it's better to marry than burn with passion, basically saying it's a horrible idea to, you know, if you're burning with passion, it's a horrible idea to prolong that period um, and remain unmarried without and live without any form of sexual intimacy um, because basically that opens the doorway to dysfunctional behavior. You know, the absence of a healthy sex life is invited or the, the absence of a health, healthy sex life invites sexual dysfunction because we, you don't have the original God intended um, need need met and you're not you're not having that need met you're you're going to open yourself and subject yourself to all sorts of counterfeits that are going to try to come in and meet that need so basically what i'm saying there is if you have a sex drive you need to get married i mean that's the solution if if you don't want to do that solution then you are uh, making yourself vulnerable to a, a really hard life full of condemnation because you're going to mess up a lot um full of constant struggle or full of you know justifying your your constant sexual dysfunctional behavior by saying well it must not really be that bad because i can't do any better um and you know if you keep failing over and over and over there comes a point where you basically say oh it can't be wrong anymore this is not wrong anymore because um you want to be a good person but there comes a point when if you're constantly doing bad things you have to somehow justify that in your mind so um basically what i'm saying is there you need to get married if if you have a sex drive The median age at first marriage is now 27 for women and 29 for men, up from 20 for women and 23 for men in 1960. The Pew Research Center. If two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though one may be overpowered, two can resist. Moreover, a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. That's from Ecclesiastes 4, 11 through 12 in the BSB, Berean Standard Bible, I believe. <clears throat> Rule with the heart of a servant, serve with the heart of a king. Bill Johnson, great quote. The greatest happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved, loved for ourselves, or rather loved in spite of ourselves. Victor Hugo. Once you've left the concept of family, you've left the concept of kingdom. Bill Johnson. You know, as believers, we are we are charged with bringing the kingdom of God to earth, bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. That's how we're supposed to pray, as modeled by Jesus. That's how we're supposed to live. That's what Jesus did during his t- entire time on this earth, was uh, bring the wholeness, restoration, peace um, of heaven to earth during his time here. So that's what we're supposed to do, obviously, as followers of Jesus. So uh, Bill, Bill Johnson is basically saying that once you've left the concept of family, you've, you've left the concept of kingdom, meaning that family is, you know, uh, the, the whole version of family is what heaven is, and that it's our duty to um, enact that and, and, and uh, create that in our lives. Uh, one of my, um, I can't remember who said it, but I know there's a quote that uh, I, I saw Tara Gibson share it on social media one time. It said, um, if you didn't come from a healthy fa- family, make sure a healthy family comes from you. So, I mean, I just thought that was an awesome quote. Um, giving us a responsibility. You know, if you come from a dysfunctional family, you can't help that. But it's your duty to make sure that never happens to your kids. And it's your duty to uh, raise up kids in a world where 
that's not giving them a healthy family narrative. It's your world to have kids and raise them up in such a way that they have a good view of family. So I just thought that was an awesome uh, quote. Success to me is that we are fortunate enough to work together and that we don't have to wake up every morning like most couples and say goodbye at the beginning of the day. Gabriel Conti. Gabriel Conti is a homeschooler who got married young and um, supports him and his wife. And I think, I believe they're pregnant now through his uh, online, through YouTube, basically, and his content creation. He's a social media creator. Um, and uh, I just love a lot of things about the way that he's he's uh, chosen to live his life and all the hard work he's put into getting there, getting to that point. <clears throat> Uh, you know, he, he, they don't have to, he, when he, he and his wife wake up in the morning, they don't say goodbye and go to separate institutional workplaces. They work together in order to work on a project that, that actually sustains them and their future child, which I just think is amazing. Um, you know, but anyway, a happy family is but an earlier heaven. George Bernard Shaw. Awesome quote. A happy family is but an earlier heaven. George Bernard Shaw. So good. He who finds a wife finds what is good. Proverbs 18.22 Community is where humility and glory touch. Henry J. M. Nowen I am of the opinion that my life belongs to the community and that as long as I live, it is my privilege to do for it whatever I can. Man, that's such. A, that's by George Bernard Shaw as well. That's such a good perspective. That's similar to what Wendell Berry was saying that um, the the individual belongs to com- the community, not the other way around. You know, we we live in a world that says um, I'm only a part of a community in so long as it benefits me, and this just totally flips that perspective on its head and says, what can I do to give myself up for my community? You know, what restraints can I put on myself to improve the lives of other people? Shifting the focus from self improvement to other people improvement. That's just so good. Um, I think that's needed a lot in today's world. Awesome quote. We are created for community, fashioned for fellowship, and formed for a family. And none of us can fulfill God's purposes by ourselves. Rick Warren. Aloneness can lead to loneliness. God's preventative for loneliness is intimacy. Meaningful, open, sharing relationships with one another. In Christ, we have the capacity for for the fulfilling sense of belonging, which comes from intimate fellowship with God and other believers. Neil T. Anderson. <clears throat> Coming together is a beginning. Staying together is progress. And working together is success. Henry Ford. To love it all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or coffin of your own selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, and irredeemable. C.S. Lewis it's outstanding quote. One of my favorites. It's long, but it's just so much good in there. I wouldn't want to take anything out. <laughs> you know, um, sometimes there are those quotes that are just so long. They're like a paragraph long, but they're just so good. Some often good authors, you know, their sentences kind of drag on because they're just full of such good language. Um, but I wouldn't take any of it out. There's no way I would take any of that out. It's just all so good. There's so much richness in every, every word of those and the way they work together. <clears throat> Alone, we can do so little. 
Together we can do so much. Helen Keller If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. Isaac Newton Just a wonderful perspective for mentoring. Mentoring has kind of taken a total backseat in today's world. It's kind of non-existent. If you hear somebody that says they have a mentor, um, they're probably in the minority. <laughs> like not many people have the are fortunate enough to be able to say that, that they have a mentor. Um, January was National Mentoring Month. And I, I actually didn't get to do something with my mentors to show my gratitude, but I really am grateful for my mentors, um, Bill Lester and Amy Lester. They really have, uh, I know you guys have heard me talk about them before, but they really have um, just totally changed the way that, not changed, but like uh, guided the way I've um, developed throughout the years. I think I've been uh, mentored by them for probably four or five years now, three or four maybe, um, but it's something that I hope to continue for the rest of my life. And I highly advise you, whatever age you are, to get a mentor. It's awesome. It really is. It gives you insight that you'll never get just by yourself. Um, you'll have people who have been ahead of you and, and stepped in all the traps and gotten all the blessings, and they know where each one are at, so they can tell you. <clears throat> in Emmanuel, God with us, we see a man who chose to give up his life in every possible way in order to preserve connection. Seth Hensley. To be loved but not known is company. I've already read that one. That's by Tim Keller. <clears throat> when I read the gospel, observing Jesus' emphasis on trust, when I examine my own life, reflecting on the many times I've had to step out in faith like Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, when I look back into history, recalling the many times unprepared people have flourished in meager situations, I don't see a God who requires mastery of one level before entrance into another. Instead, I see a God who designed humanity to learn while out of our depth. Seth Hensley <clears throat> We make a living by what we get but we make a life by what we give. Man, that's so good. That's a quote by Winston Churchill. We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. Again, turning that focus from self-improvement to other, other improvement, helping other people. Good families, even great families, are off track 90% of the time. The key is that they have a sense of destination. They know what the track looks like, and they keep coming back to it time and time again. Stephen Covey. The greatest fortress of human liberty, proof against all earthly powers, is the family. Peter Hitchens. <clears throat> I think the most significant work we'll do in our whole life, in our whole world, is done within the four walls of our home. Stephen Covey. The fact of the matter is that every minute of your adult life that you wait to marry is a minute of your life that you are not sharing with your life partner. While some might be content with this arrangement, I would argue that those who would rather spend as much of their life as possible with their mate are perfectly within reason and soundness of value to do so. Seth Hensley Those who love their dream of a Christian community more than they love the Christian community itself become destroyers of that Christian community. Diedrich Bonhoeffer I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all the theologians of England. John Wesley A man is measured in large part by who he is for the women in his life. Stephen Mansfield Life is good when you are happy, but much better when others are happy because of you. Pope Francis 
So how do you judge what a man is worth by what he builds or buys? You can never see with your eyes on earth, look through heaven's eyes. Stephen Schwartz. I can barely say that without singing it because it's a song for the Prince of Egypt. For those of you who haven't seen that movie, outstanding uh, film, but even more outstanding music. Just I think it won like a Emmy or an Oscar or something for the musical performances. Just incredible, incredible work. <clears throat> it's a, it's basically a fictional story of the, of Moses. Uh, and awesome, awesome work. Dehumanization is what allowed Hitler to throw humans into fiery tombs, and it's what allows us to pull them out in pieces from living wombs. Um, that's a quote from one of the uh, spoken word poetry pieces that is available to subscribers subscribers of the show. So if you haven't heard that, um, go ahead. Please be sure to subscribe to the show if you're interested in spoken word poetry. I do so many spoken word poetry pieces. It's not even funny. The, um, I put music to them and I read them to the best of my ability. I try to read them like a professional theater <laughs> person. So uh, if you like that kind of thing, be sure to uh, subscribe to the show. <clears throat> When conscience forbids an atrocity, we just create a label of ignominy that undermines the validity of our neighbor's dignity to justify our heart's polygamy and our hand's barbarity. Do we not see the discrepancy pointing to the glaring mastectomy that must happen on our moral trajectory? It's a misguided monstrosity to say that porn is just a commodity. That's a quote from another one. Uh, another one of my spoken word poetry pieces. <clears throat> Next time you hear a label that makes your neighbor seem less than human, just remember all that's needed to perpetuate animosity is a good excuse for atrocity. That's yet another quote from one of my uh, poetry um, pieces. If you can't tell, I, I was putting all these out on social media as kind of a marketing tool to try and get people to <laughs> try and get people to uh, subscribe. <clears throat> winning at work and losing at home means you are losing. Period. Carrie. New Newhoff, I think this is how you say your name. Newhoff, Carrie Newhoff. Nobody on their deathbed has ever said, "I wish I had spent more time at the office." Rabbi Harold Kushner. The more heaven comes to earth, the more earth will look like family. The group consisting of mother, father, and child is the main educational agency of mankind outstanding quote that that's by um mlk martin luther king jr awesome quote man good night that's such a good quote i'm gonna read that again the group consisting of mother father and child is the main educational agency of mankind mlk jr such a good quote and that's actually the quote we're going to end on guys i really hope you've enjoyed all of these quotes today if you like hearing these quotes um be sure to let me know and i'll start adding them to future episodes maybe it'd be good to uh, actually have a quote per episode you know that we kind of used as a theme i'd be totally open to that so as always let me know if you enjoyed the comment today let me know what you thought about it let me know if you liked hearing me read um you know outstanding poetic pieces and famous quotes of famous people so if you like that i can do more of those episodes on the show in the future thank you guys so much for listening today and we will talk to you next time